Thou shalt not interrupt Mass with the messy randomness of death. We must do more than pray our way around the inconvenience by Walter Bound, first published on the Masterpiece. As soon as a lady in the center aisle collapsed, I stopped listening. The priest was talking about life and death, but then death seemed to happen, just like that. My daughters, Madeline and Nancy, and I sat in our usual spot by the windows, on the right, near the front, by the fountain, because to me, the sun and the water meant nature. Was the fallen parishioner, the thin-lipped, hunched, wisp of a woman, the one in her late 60s who worked at the shop right? Was she the one I feared who had so rudely interrupted Mass? Did anyone else see her walking alone through town, the one rubbing the rosary beads, the one who was always kneeling and praying with her eyes, shut as if the Sunday morning ritual was more than mere obligation? This woman would correctly scan my tomatoes in the off-season. Why bother with tomatoes in January in New Jersey anyway, but at ShopRite, I told her I had seen her at church. From her name tag, I called her by her name. She smiled in surprise. Did anyone besides a mirror know of her existence? Now, I forget. But to me, she is Eleanor Rigby from the Beatles. So I couldn't listen to the priest knowing that the woman from ShopRite was dead. Or seriously ill? A stroke? Heart attack? Who would show me the life of the faithful and the grateful? Who, like Job, still offered thanks and wanted to believe? The all-important center aisle of the church was blocked, prohibiting the formal presentation of the gifts of wine and the body. I imagine the solemn procession stepping over an actual body. The priest, who I love, though I'm neither Christian nor Catholic, annoyed me. In the midst of reflecting on the strength of God's love through faith, he didn't rush to the floor to help the fallen lady. What could he have done anyway? Perhaps it was against the Vatican manual, or any religious manual, or formal rules of procedure. Thou shalt not interrupt Mass with the messy randomness of nature. The priest wondered aloud and asked in a hushed, embarrassed tone, Perhaps we could just, just go around her? A man in a white polo, kneeling beside her, his stethoscope dangling around his neck, replied, Are you joking? I only knew this guy as one of the readers with a clear speaking voice. Did he carry around a stethoscope as I carry around my ego? A woman who may have been with the fallen lady left the church suddenly, crying. The congregation had to enter and exit down the side aisles. I sat watching the confusion alone, the lonely agnostic in the pew as my daughters went to receive. Since my wife was working, I brought the girls to church, but we usually attend together anyway. So the order of the universe had to be broken. The traditional format was forced to change for an institution that takes millennia to change. Dad, that was crazy up there, Madeline said. As the paramedics arrived and lifted the fallen lady, I was relieved it wasn't Eleanor Rigby from ShopRite. It was just some other lady who belonged to someone else's orbit. The lady looked old and frail, as if that made it okay. 
My daughter Nancy was happy that her eyes were open. They were able to wheel her out of the church before the recession. The priest did mention her first name. Could we pray for her? <laughs> that made me chuckle. Thinking of Emily Dickinson's poem, 202, Faith is a fine invention for gentlemen who see, but microscopes are prudent in an emergency. The cop cars and the ambulance were still blocking cars from leaving. It was a good thing I parked far away, which my family always jeered, as if I didn't want to get too close to the church. It had nothing to do with faith. It had more to do with logistics. That was an unusual church, Madeline said. You don't see that happen every day, Madeline added. Death knocks at inconvenient times. But I didn't share any of my macabre musings with my girls, who were still then quite young. We drove home in silence. After all, as children and as adults, aren't we all told not to challenge rituals? Obey the teacher, stand in line, raise your hand, tradition, right? Tradition. And then Tevye's dance and fiddler. Why should ritual trump action? Would the laws of the universe stop functioning? Was communion just a conveyor belt of spiritual consumption that no boss, not even God, would dare hit the bright red button? For me, that Sunday experience epitomized the flaws of any rigid organization, educational, political, religious. The church may be founded on the rock of the world, but who wants to remain on top of a rock while all beneath has been swept clear away? Can't we do more than walk and pray our way around inconvenience and embrace common decency and humanity? Thank you for reading and listening. Take care, everyone.